Hi everyone, Andy Robbins. How you doing? Welcome to my home, my office. I thought this would be a good opportunity to reach out and talk about uh, some immune boosting thoughts that maybe you haven't considered. You know, in uh, this crazy time that we're in right now where uh, everybody's interested in immune support products and rightly so, um, people have been cleaned out on vitamin C products and other related immune support products. Uh, many, many companies are on back order on some of the most popular immune support products, especially the vitamin C ones. And uh, that's very good that people are that aware. But by the same token, there's some lifestyle things that we can do to um, boost our immunity. And I'm going to talk about some things in this session, six habits that damage immunity, things that we need to avoid and things that we need to be doing to enhance our immunity just from a lifestyle perspective. Of course, I'm not minimizing the importance of supplements, and there are certain things that we can be doing above and beyond vitamin C that can boost our immunity. Vitamin D is one of those, probiotics is another, and I'll discuss the details of that in a different session. What I wanted to do with this session is discuss the lifestyle issues because there's certain things that we can be doing just from a lifestyle perspective that can really be very powerful in boosting immunity. So let's get going and uh, talking about that. So again, six habits that damage immunity. And uh, as we get going with this, I want to first of all, give you my source. And my source is an article from WebMD 2019 called Immune System Boosters and Busters. So everything that I'm gonna be quoting here, well, most everything, will be from that article. And you see the references there on my screen from that article, 17 different uh, scientific references. So uh, even though I won't go through all these, just know that this is a very well-referenced article as WebMD tends to do. So everything I'll be discussing in this um, session is uh, very well referenced and cited in the scientific literature. All right, so let's hit the ground running here. The first one that is uh, covered in that WebMD article is not enough sleep. And a lot of times people take that for granted. Uh, a shortage of sleep can lead to elevations in certain stress hormones like cortisol and thus lead to inflammation, and that in turn will lead to a suppressed immune system. So you definitely wanna get enough sleep, and during this time where people are quarantined, that's a little bit easier to do maybe, depending on what kind of work that you do. So uh, definitely be planning your, uh, your day around uh, getting to sleep at a reasonable time, and then uh, getting seven to eight hours of sleep, of good quality sleep, and that's going to help your immune system. The second one is chronic stress that was discussed in the article, and uh, the, um, the article stated, and I quote, that the chronic stress exposes your body to a steady stream of stress hormones that suppress the immune sy uh, system. Now, what uh, hormones are they talking about? Well, cortisol, as we've already discussed, and inflammatory cytokines. When the body is, is exposed to elevated levels of cortisol and inflammatory cytokines for an extended period of time, that has a catabolic effect, meaning that it breaks down the body systems and uh, can lead to a suppressed immune system. So uh, again, because of this whole quarantine thing, the pace of life can be a little slower, so that could actually help the immune system because uh, you may not be under the kind of stress that you were on your job. Uh, by the same token, let's watch out for uh, going sure crazy or uh, uh, being cooped up with family members uh, that um, 
create maybe relational issues. Uh, now is the time to make sure that we're getting along with people more so than ever before. So uh, paying attention to the finer details of relationships, that would be uh, important in this season when uh, we're quarantined with our family. So again, uh, let's avoid chronic stress as much as possible. Now, on that note, I think it's important here to also address something that the WebMD article also mentioned, and that's that, that people who pray or meditate regularly may have healthier immune system responses, in, uh, according to some studies. In one experiment, people who prayed or meditated <clears throat> over an eight-week period made more antibodies to a flu vaccine than people who didn't pray or meditate. And they still showed an increased immune system response four months later. That's really, really powerful. So just doing something as simple as uh, praying and meditating, which uh, calms the body, can be extremely powerful to the immune system as well. All right? Lack of exercise is number three. According to the WebMD article, exercise has been shown to boost serotonin, the feel-good chemical, which improves sleep quality, which in turn strengthens the immune system. So if you're not exercising, something as simple as 20 to 30 minutes of mild to moderate exercise per week, like just taking a walk around the neighborhood or even on a treadmill if you don't want to get out, okay? Uh, even 15 minutes of somewhat vigorous, you know, moderate exercise per day or three times a week can be really powerful. So uh, make sure that you're moving. The body is meant to move. It's made to move. So make sure the body is getting some movement throughout the day. And breaking a sweat is even better because that removes toxins from the body. So if you can get a little bit more um, aggressive with your exercise to the point where you're breaking a sweat, that's really important. But even if you don't break a sweat, just moving has a very uh, important uh, boost to the immune system. Let's talk about the big one, or at least I consider it the big one, and that's too much sugar. According to the WebMD article, eating or drinking too much sugar curbs immune system cells that attack bacteria. And this effect lasts for at least a few hours. So when you drink a soda, when you eat a sugary snack, that's going to suppress the immune system for hours at a time. And again, these immune system cells that the WebMD article is talking about are important for attacking foreign substances like bacteria, like viruses, uh, even uh, funguses, uh, parasites. So uh, all of these things, the immune system has to mobilize and attack. And if you're eating a lot of sugar, the body's not able to do that. Uh, the WebMD article goes on to mention several foods that boost immunity, like garlic. Garlic is a very powerful uh, antibacterial. Uh, shiitake mushrooms and the rainbow of fruits and vegetables, and even chicken soup. Yes, they mentioned chicken soup in the WebMD article and how therapeutic that can be. Uh, now, you'll notice in my picture there that uh, there's a lot of sugar in the diet that people take for granted. In one regular size soda, there are over 16 teaspoons of sugar. Now, if you have even one soda a day, and a lot of people drink more than that, one soda a day over seven days is 113 teaspoons of sugar. That's over one pound. And then if you have uh, one soda per day for one month, that's 455 teaspoons of sugar over four pounds 
of sugar over the course of a month. And that's just if people are drinking one soda a day. And that doesn't take into consideration other forms of sugar that are in the diet as well. I've got to tell you a little personal story where sugar consumption is concerned. You know, I'm not a person that eats junk food or a lot of sugary snacks, but you know, I, I do like um, bread and I like fruit and pasta and things of that nature. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we take for granted and don't really count the carbohydrates or simple sugars in the diet. But I think it was two years ago that uh, I went on a ketogenic diet with my wife. She and I started a ketogenic diet. And, and what I ended up doing, because I didn't really measure my carbohydrates and my macronutrients very, very specifically, is uh, and until I was about a month into it, actually, and I, then I measured it and found out that I was eating more of a paleo diet. I was doing about 40% fat, 45% protein, and only about 12% carbohydrates. So I was eating even though I wasn't eating the amount of fat that a ketogenic diet calls for, I was still eating way more fat than I was used to, 40%, and uh, much less carbohydrates than I was used to. Well, what had been happening to me over the last several years uh, around springtime, I was starting to get seasonal allergies, and it had progressively gotten worse over uh, the last several years to the point where when those season, seasonal allergies hit, I was barely able to communicate effectively um, because my throat was so locked up with uh, uh, you know, a, a tickling sensation that I had to cough constantly and there was just mucus formation and, and uh, just a, a post-nasal drip. I knew it was horrible, uh, very, very life-altering because I couldn't even um, take medication and, and touch it. Um, but when I started that ketogenic diet, or again, what ended up being a paleo diet, um, what I was not expecting from that is that when I removed the sugar from the diet, all of those allergy symptoms went away and they never came back. So amazing, amazing results uh, on the immune system. And, and here we're talking about an exaggerated immune response where, you know, you've got one end of the spectrum where the immune system is suppressed and can't fight infection or bacteria, but you've got an effect on the other end of the spectrum where the body um, has an exaggerated immune response where you have allergy symptoms. So that's what was happening to me. And it turns out that when uh, I limited the carbohydrates, increased my fat a little bit, all those allergy symptoms went away as serious as they were. I mean, again, medication wouldn't even touch it. And uh, as serious as that had become, I, I was very, very shocked and surprised that a paleo-style diet completely eradicated all of those allergy symptoms. So it's amazing what happens to the immune system when you just get sugar out of the diet. So let me just strongly encourage you to uh, really pay attention to the sugar that you're getting in the diet and remove that and some amazing things will happen with the immune system. The fifth thing in the WebMD article that I think not a lot of people might uh, think about, and that's why I wanted to do this, because some of these are, are points that some people may not have ever even thought about, and that's isolation is number five. So the WebMD article mentioned that people who feel connected to friends, whether it's a few close friends or a large group, have stronger immunity 
than those who feel alone, studies show. And I think that's really fascinating. So while we're in quarantine right now, it's really important to somehow stay connected to your friends. That's where social media, I think, really shines. Now, there's some very negative things to social media that I don't like, but uh, during times like these, I think social media, um, talking on the phone, et cetera, can be uh, really beneficial. And uh, beyond the quarantine situation, this really demonstrates uh, how important it is to uh, maintain relationships with your family and your extended family, uh, your church family, um, social groups out there with your, I don't know, involved in a, I, don't, I know some people that have uh, uh, biking groups, uh, both bicycle groups where they go out for rides and motorcycle groups. That's just one example. I mean, there's many examples that I could use of social gatherings, social groups that get together. You enjoy a hobby together. You enjoy just hanging out together, even if it's nothing more than a cup of coffee on a Saturday morning. I know some elderly gentlemen that do that. Um, my dad is part of a group that just gets together on Saturday morning and they don't do anything except just hang out, have coffee, talk and catch up. And I think that that can be extremely beneficial uh, for overall health. That uh, feeling of connectedness to people is really, really important here. Lastly, and uh, again, this is scientific, although it doesn't sound like it at first blush, especially with my picture there but, uh, that I've provided, uh, but uh, a loss of a sense of humor is uh, the last thing that the WebMD article mentioned. So I'm, again, reading directly from the article here, laughing is good for you. It curbs the levels of stress hormones in your body and boosts a type of white blood cell that fights infection. Isn't that interesting that laughing actually boosts the body's immune defenses that can fight infections like the coronavirus or whatever else is out there, influenza, etc. The article goes on to say, just anticipating a funny event can have a positive effect on your immune system. In one study, men were told three days in advance they were going to watch a funny video and their levels of stress hormones dropped, just getting that news. So uh, again, I, I think that there is merit. I mean, some sophisticated folks out there uh, can, can see certain individuals who like to laugh a lot as maybe being too silly. And I think that there is uh, merit to that. I think that you can be too silly, but at the same time, let's not be so sophisticated that we're not able to enjoy one another and enjoy a good laugh from time to time, etc. cetera. Uh, so uh, let's enjoy each other. Let's enjoy, hey, throw on a funny movie that uh, makes you laugh and, and pull out some pictures of some good memories that, that uh, made you laugh. So anything like that that can uh, um, help you to stimulate your sense of humor and stimulate a good laugh is going to help your immune system. So again, these are just some really, really basic and simple things that you can be doing, not only on the avoidance end of things, but also on the uh, uh, the spectrum where you can be actively looking for ways to uh, boost the immune system. And these are a few ways that you can do it that are validated in the science. So I hope this is um, beneficial to you. Again, I'm going to do a, another session on boosting immunity that has more to do specifically with um, 
natural substances that we can be taking in in supplement form that can fight bacteria and viruses, et cetera, that are beyond the spectrum of just vitamin C, again, since that's a little hard to come by right now. So stay tuned for that and I'll keep you posted. Thanks everybody.